Welcome back. We're here with season four of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Toma Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You know uh, what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking podcast. me no questions. This yeah, I'm gonna tell you I'm mad. I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me questions yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. And you and you. Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the Mind T Sports. Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Dallin Thomas Taylor. Whoo! It is what it's what is today, February twentieth. It's a. It's about what? It's about what? It's about what? Like seventy-seven degrees down here in South Florida. It's another one of those lovely days down here, and we got a whole slate to talk about. I mean, we got NBA talk, we got NFL talk. We got trade talks. We got all-star game talks. I mean, it may be a slow time as far as sports is concerned this week, but there's still a lot to talk about. And oh, did I mention the draft is right around the corner? Listen, 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 we ain't going to worry about too much of that. It's just time for us to get talking about these sports. So you know what I say. Regardless of the time, take that. And regardless of the glorious weather that I have down here in South Florida, you play to win the game. it's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic and I'm telling you I'm, I'm always glad to be back because as you guys may have known I had a little bit of heart operation done so the further I get away from that day I, it's the better I am feeling so let's just get right into it the NBA All-Star Weekend came and passed um, this past weekend and not for nothing I was entertained like I was wholeheartedly 
entertained by the NBA All-Star break. And I mean from from back to front, front to back, every single every single portion of the game that you could speak that you could think of. It started off with the skills challenge. And the skills challenge 100%, like with every single part of it, kind of led up to, or, yeah, it led up, it actually, it, it lived up to the billing. This is one of the few times where I think the all-star break lived up to the billing. The skills challenge starts off with the big man that can handle the ball along with the, the along with the guards that can handle the ball. This is the first time that we had two guys in the NBA All-Star break named Nikolai. We had Nikolai Vujacic and Nikolai Jokic, you know? So we had, this is a lot of first. And very ironically, based off of the way they picked up the matchups, we had the two Nikolais going up against each other in the skill challenge. So the way things end up going is that De'Aaron Fox end up going against Trey Young first, and not for nothing. As much as I, as much as we're talking about the All Star break being, 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 or living up to the billet, it's also because a lot of the players came and they brought it. And you know what? My mistake. I should even tell you about the skills challenger before I tell you about your boy Cal Kuzma because this actually started on Friday night and it started along with the Rising Star versus or the Rising Star Challenge, right? Right, the Gatorade or Mountain Dew Rising Star Challenge. Right? The world team versus the USA team. And you had the USA team actually come out there and try and come out there to ball. And once again, it and it always starts and it's one of those things that if you're a basketball fan, right, and you've listened to basketball players talk throughout the years and throughout the decades, right? And I've only been able to consciously remember two decades. Even I've, I've witnessed three. I can only say, I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I've consciously witnessed three. But throughout the decades, as they start to build, you, you pick up and you remember little things that a lot of these athletes say. And one of the things that I constantly remember hearing about the person that always comes out and wins the All-Star break is that from the beginning, from the from the moment that, that the ball was jumped off, it was the moment of the tip-off, you could kind of tell who was going after it. And that was what happened in this world and USA game, right? The, amongst the young stars, right? The Rising Star Challenge. Was that as soon as the game started, you can tell... That Kyle Kuzma was going after it. You can tell that Trey Young was going after. It. Like these guys were going after. It. And I'm telling you, pay attention to the people that, that are in this game and, and 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 they're doing well now. And I say this even about the dunk contest because you know what? Even though you may not recognize all of those names, you remember those names. And some of those names turn out to be Victor Oladipo. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, I remember this guy from the slam dunk contest. Oh, he's always been kind of badass. He was in the, he was a top, you know, he was a top ten pick in the in the draft. And here he goes here in in the in the slam dunk contest. You know, oh, Darren Fox. You know, I remember him. He was in 
he was in the same draft class as Alonzo Ball. Even though he everybody thought he was kind of better than Alonzo Ball, we don't know why he was drafted where he was drafted. Alonzo Ball went ahead of him. Or was he even considered number one, you know? So it's the little things like that. So back to these games. When it comes to a lot of these games, right, you kind of know, you kind of see automatically who's going after it. And we saw very early on that Kyle Kuzma and Trey Young were going after it. Trey Young did, like, Trey Young was probably my, my, my most favorite person to watch during the early portion of this All-Star break. Because you could see that he was trying. He came out there, he was trying to bang long-range threes, he was making the flashy passes, you know, he was doing it. And Kyle Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma was on the other end. He wasn't worried about flash. Kyle Kuzma was just knocking down the shots he needed to knock down, but also going aggressively to the rim because he knew that this is a game of non-defense and nobody was coming to challenge him unless your name was Jared Allen. But Jared Allen happened to be on the same team as Kyle Kuzma, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he was. So... You're not worried about anybody coming out there and blocking your shot because the one guy that you may think is going to block your shot, you know what? You know what? He is not playing for the other team for you to worry about. It was, it was, this All-Star break was very, 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 very entertaining. And like I said, it started off with this Rising Stars Challenge. Because we had guys like Kyle Kuzma and Trey Young set the pace early. They carried over directly into the skills challenge where, again, a guy like a guy like Trey Young is in there and you see him trying. It starts in the first round. It starts in the first round where you have Trey Young versus De'Aaron Fox. And I told you, this was one of those interesting things. They had two celebrities pick the teams or the pick numbers and those random and those numbers produce the matchup so the first matchup end up being end up being Darren Fox versus Trey Young we end up getting Jason Tatum versus Mike Conley we end up getting Nikolai Jokic versus Nikolai Vujacic you know like it was, it was stuff like that we end up getting Luka, Donk Luka Doncic versus Kyle Kuzma and even in the skills challenge, there were memorable moments. And I mean very real memorable moments. Memorable moments to the point were Darren Fox were Darren Fox and Darren Fox. And why am I forgetting his name all of a sudden? And Trey Young is coming down to the lane. And obviously, it's always one of those things where at, at times when you and if you don't know what the skills challenge is, the skills challenge is is is, is each individual player is dribbling between some cones. After they get to the end of dribbling some cones, they have to make a pass through a tire. They have to make a layup, then come down to the other end of the court and make a three-point shot. Now you use the two points that normally jam everybody up in this particular format is either them trying to make that pass where you have three maximum attempts so you always have a little bit so you have a little bit of time to make it up and also on that shot and what happens is that a lot of times the person that misses the shot first usually ends up losing and 
this is what happened here with De'Aaron Fox. He was ahead of Trey Young. But Trey Young ended up coming down and making his shot after De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox missed his first one. And you should have seen the, how close it was that Trey Young's ball went into the hoop before Darren Fox's. Like, you understand? I thought Darren Fox won. Like, I wholeheartedly thought Darren Fox won. That's how close it was. So if you haven't seen it, you should go out and see it. Go catch it. I'm pretty sure you can see the highlights somewhere. So, you have Trey Young winning by the very skin of his teeth. Right? Then we have Luka Doncic taking out Kyle Kuzma on, on, on a very similar case. So in this contest, we had a lot of buzzer beaters. We had a lot of we had a lot of matchups that were determined strictly by the fact that hey, the person that was a, was ahead missed their first shot, and the person that came from behind shot a put it up a shot, throwing up a shot, a put it up a shot. That end up that ends up winning the contest. So as we move into the as we move later into the rounds, you see we we have Trey Young in the second round right now, and Trey Young in the second round is doing something that is that we've never seen anybody do before, but we've all done before, and that is on a fast break instead of especially if it was on a one on one fast break instead of trying to run with the ball if you think that. Hey, you may dribble kind of slow. We've known people that have thrown the ball up ahead, gone and grabbed the ball, and then and went and laid it up. But that's what Trey Young did. Trey Young threw the ball ahead, then he went to go catch the ball, laid it up, and that's how he ended up beating his man up against the court when it came to the dribble portion of the competition. Now, I'm pretty sure, based off what he did, based off Trey Young's actions, they're going to change that rule. They are wholeheartedly going to end up changing that rule. Because I, I feel like they're gonna say that it takes away from the spirit of the competition a little bit. I've seen how fast you can dribble with the ball, versus versus how fast you can throw the ball up ahead and then just go run run really fast and go catch it. Like those are two different things. So I can see them very much changing up that one particular rule. So, but this but this tactic helped Trey Young get ahead and move on to the next round, and in that final round. He will find himself going up against Jason Tatum. And he will lose it again. And when we come back, we'll tell you how that round played out. Right here on the Mighty Sports Podcast on mytsports.net. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360s. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. 
They've been family owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-Vest Games, where you save more so you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. If you are still listeners, that means you are listening on one of the many platforms that we have provided for you, whether that's TuneIn Radio, that is Mix It Law, whether that is, listen, the main place that you really should be listening, that is MindTSports.net. That is really the only place that you can not only catch the podcast live, but you'll be able to catch of a library of all of the past podcasts in case you want to hear any more of my ridiculous takes on anything going on in the sports world well without any more further ado let's get back to the show you know you know so in this game or in the skills contest we have your love is fading We have Trey Young going up against Jason Tatum in the final rounds of this of this matchup. And Trey Young uses the same exact tactic that he used in the previous round to advance. And what that tactic is is him throwing the ball up ahead, running up to the running up to the ball, closing that distance out and getting a quick layup. But I told you, there's been a formula that has been hap- that happened this whole entire skills challenge and that is even if you're the first one to the line if you miss your first shot you just leave open a window for that other person to get in a shot that that just really just crushes all of your entire hopes and dreams and that is kind of what happened and i said that was kind of the thing a lot of hopes and dreams were being crushed sorry i'm feeling this b i don't know about you guys so Trey Young uses his closeout tactic, right? Gets the gets between the cones, gets between the top pack, gets the pass in between the tires, gets the layups, right? And he's ahead and he takes his shot, and he misses his shot. Talking about shooting your shot and miss it, but yep, that's exactly what he did. He shot his shot and he missed. And Trey Young gets the ball back and he gets ready to take his second shot. He gets it off. But Jason Tatum is still just now crossing half court. And Jason Tatum takes a half court shot that not only goes in, but in the same breath, it also knocks Trey Young's ball out of the hoop. And that is how Jason Tatum won the skills challenge. Now, the thing about it, Jason Tatum, who's one of the most laid-back people out there, and, and, I, and I would say that, that the next person I'm going to mention is just as laid-back as well. But Jason Tatum, one of the most laid-back people out there, and you know he's not going to say anything too braggadocious when it comes to the media. But I'm pretty sure that he was excited to win this contest 
for the prize money for the, the same exact way Kyle Kuzma was happy to win the Rising Star MVP with his 35 points as that team won 161-144. But I'm pretty sure that he was because Kyle Kuzma couldn't stop talking about that $25,000 bonus that the winner or the MVP of that game and winner of that game was going to get. So for him, that was an added bonus. And I'm telling you, the energy that was started by the rookies and sophomores that carried on to the individuals in the skill challenge, to me, also carried over to the three-point contest. And in this three-point contest, we had a smorgasbord of shooters. We had former champion, champion, Devin Booker. We had sniper from the San Antonio Spurs who now plays for the Toronto Raptors, Danny Green. We had past three-point champion, and so far as we are concerned, the best shooter in the world, the chef Steph Curry. And we also have his little brother, Seth Curry. So, so far, these first Eight alone or four alone are phenomenal shooters as we can think about it. We have a guy from Brooklyn named Joe Harris who, not for nothing, when he was in Cleveland, we didn't we didn't really think too much about him. And in Brooklyn, he started to shine a little bit. Like I, I like I had to go back and take some looks. So he's doing some things in in Brooklyn, but in Cleveland, you were even you were curious if he could even earn a roster spot. You have Buddy Heald in here, the Sacramento guard, that is shooting just about 40%, who has is basically shooting the best that he has ever shot in his career, slowly rising that up. I think he was shooting 37% last year. We got Damian Lillard. We know what Dame Dollar can do and all the clutch shots that he has made for three-point range. And no, not for nothing. Even if we don't think that he's one of the better three-point shooters out there, we know he's one of the better clutch performers out there. He's a big name to this contest. So his so he's one of those guys that listen. You want to hear about Damian Lillard in here? This is what you want to hear about Stephen Curry. I don't know what kind of name that Devin Booker gets, but I want to hear about Devin Booker in here. We get Chris Middleton, the sniper combo guard that comes from Milwaukee, and also we get Kimball Walker, as we know the career numbers that he's been putting up so far this year. And we get the feel good story of the evening with Dirk Nowitzki. Now, we know Dirk Nowitzki is also a past champion. So, we have Devin Booker, a past champion. Stephen Curry, a past champion. And Dirk Nowitzki, a past champion. We have three former champions in this game. That's 30% of the field. So, I mean, that's 30% of the field that already knows how to do this. They have 30% of the field that has done this before. 30% of the field that can say, like, that can walk in here and say, you know what? This is my championship. I'm taking this one. But it wasn't that 30% of the field that won it. Coming out early in the very first, the very first, very, 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 very first shot was the Brooklyn Nets forward, Joe Harris. And Joe Harris set the bar with 26 points. And, and yeah, that set the bar. And it put everybody on high alert that, listen, you need to come correct or don't come at all. Very quickly, 
Kimball Walker did not come correct, so he wasn't going to come at all. And he did not, he was not in the final rounds to be able to represent his team. But very slowly, you know who we did see go up? We saw the chef Steph Curry go up. And even though Joe Harris put up 26, we seen the chef put up 27. So we saw Stephen Curry and Joe Harris are now making it to the final round. Seth Curry doesn't quite make it into the final round. Dirk Nowitzki, he did all right, but he didn't quite have enough of what it took to move on. We see Buddy Hill um, heat up a little bit. And guys like Damian Lillard, he didn't quite make it either. But we come on to the next round, the championship round. And it is basically now Joe Harris versus Steph Curry. And Joe Harris comes out again and drops another 26 on their head. And listen, in Stephen Curry's final attempt, because listen, Stephen Curry's been the only one so far to be able to step up to that challenge. Stephen Curry drops nine straight three-point shots. And he finishes with 25 points. Is Brooklyn in the house? To Joe Havis from Brooklyn. For winning the three-point contest. And putting Brooklyn on the map. Listen. I told you guys, like New York and New York and a couple of other teams were represented fairly well. I told you Atlanta was represented fairly well in this in this All Star weekend. Sacramento was represented fairly well in this All Star weekend. The LA Lakers was represented fairly well in in this competition. The New York Knicks were represented fairly well in this competition. You know, even though Brooklyn was represented fairly well, as we can saw, Joe Harris was in there. We had um we have we have D'Angelo Russell that's in there. So. New York as a whole still was well represented fairly well. You had a lot of places that was represented fairly well, but there was only one. There was only one city. There was only one borough that could come away with say that they was a champion. They have more snipers and more deadly ballers than anybody, anybody else in the world. You know what I'm saying? And that's from Brooklyn. All day, every day, BK stand up. This is one of those things that happened. You can't deny it. It happened. It's the truth. Joe Harris, three-point champion. Next week, that energy, like I said, and that energy. And I'm telling you, Stephen Curry was shimmying and turning away from shots as he made them. At least in the first round he was. But that energy, that energy that had that everybody in the three-point contest, it carried over to the slam dunk contest. As we seen guys... Like Bridges and Collins and Dalio and, and, and Dennis Smith Jr. Come out there and make wholehearted attempts. Make real good attempts. This, once again, was an exciting three-point contest. Now, will I be a little bit more entertained if these individuals started making their dunks on the first attempt? I would, but you know what? It's one of those things that you kind of just have to embrace the era that you're in. Just like we embrace the era that we're in with the, with, the, with, the, with the long ball in the NBA and, and how the analytics have taken over not only baseball but basketball and hockey and all of these sports. So these one of those things that you have to live with and you have to understand that not everybody is going to be able to get there all the time on the first shot. And also when you don't have 
the biggest names that are the most athletic coming out and trying to do this event, this is kind of what happens. And listen, not for nothing, this is still a stepping stone and a way for you guys to get known. Because Dennis Smith Jr. may have been the, the biggest name on here, and that is because he was highly talked about in the beginning of the draft, and he's constantly had his name tied in, with, and not only was he in Dallas, which is already a big market, but he's constantly had his name tied in with the New York Knicks before he got traded there for Porzingis, and we're going to get a little bit into both of those twos later. So, but you had flash, you had flair, you had props, you had dares, you you had surprises, you had homages, like you you had it all in this dunk contest. Some of the memorable things that that that, that, that happened in this slam dunk contest is is somebody is 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 Collins jumping over a plane or Bridges jumping over a plane, but it's also Dennis Smith Jr. dunking over Shaq. You know, it's Dennis Smith, not Dennis Smith Jr. dumping over Shaq, but it's Dalio dumping over Shaq. It's Dennis Smith Jr. dunking over, dunking over Dwayne Wade. It's, it's Dalio dunking over Quavo. It's, 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 it's Bridges dunking over a plane and breaking out the hole at Tuskegee Airmen. It's Dalio dunking over Shaq and then ripping his shirt open and, then does the hang, okay, so dunks over Shaq, does the Vince Carter hangman, pulls open his shirt, and has a Superman symbol underneath his breakaway jersey. That kind of showmanship. We saw pure athleticism, and once again, we saw, we saw two individuals from New York making it to the finals, and step up, and, when we say from New York, but Dalio was from... Dalio is from Oklahoma City as far as the team is go goes, right? And we talk about Hamadou Dalio, right? He's from Oklahoma City, but he's originally from New York. So we're talking about a guy that's born in New York playing into playing into guy against a guy that now is playing for the New York Knicks. New York is just representing all over the place. So not only does New York take the three-point contest, we know in some way, shape, or form that New York is going to represent and take the slam dunk contest as well because, as we already know, the baddest dunk in the world still comes from New York. Brooklyn, stand up. We'll come back and talk about who actually won the slam dunk contest. Which one of these New Yorkers? Is it the guy that plays for New York or was it the guy that is actually from New York? That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast on mytsports.net. The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we count Monday. Pop it. Like Make it count Monday. Well, ladies, an entry before... Come on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times and dates, don't wait. Go to XFMartialArts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445 or call 5 
561-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell them Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Talent Omar Taylor. And we are just about halfway through the show. I'm going to make it my wholehearted effort to only give you an hour of all of this McLovin. I'm saying. This might be Lovin, I guess I should say. I'm not a McLovin kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of individual. But... We was talking about the slam dunk contest and the thriller of a contest it was. Now, I don't want to say it was actually it was a thriller of a contest. There was I was actually intrigued to see in what dunks they were actually going to pull out. Because by the time we got to the final round, it was pretty much lopsided. One of those two dunkers did not make one of their dunk attempts. So they didn't get a chance to score in one of their rounds. Now, the judges did end up rewarding them with a 50 later on in a different dunk where they jumped over somebody. And that particular dunk was really, that score was really just set up just to make sure that the other individual that finished last and, and whoever he had won the contest still was going to dunk the ball. And so, which one of these individuals between Dennis Smith Jr. and... I just want to make sure we get all these names right. We don't want to leave anybody out, do we? Right, and Hamudu, ha Hamidu, Dalio, which one of these two individuals wanted? Well, that's the one that I have the problem to pronounce his name. It's Hamidu Dalio. Yeah, the guy, the kid from Oklahoma City. Not only did he dunk over Shaq doing hangman and represent the S on his chest like he was Superman, he also had to try to switch up his dunk on the fly and bring out Quavo because right before that, Dennis Smith Jr. had a dunk over Dwayne Wade, and it still took him like three attempts to do that. So while Hamidu Dalio dunks over Shaq in one attempt, it takes Dennis Smith Jr. three attempts. Now listen, as they're jumping, you can... You can easily see that these are three, these are two different kinds of dunkers. When Dennis Smith Jr. is jumping, his forehead comes up to the rim. When Hamidu Dalio is dunking, he can kiss the rim. Tongue it down, get it pregnant, deliver that baby before he lands. That's how long he's in the air. That kid can soar. And then he says something later on that kind of show, that shows his age, but you can't knock him for it, right? Where he says, well, in my, in my time, the, the greatest dunk or the baddest dunk that I've seen was, 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 what's his individual's name? Ah, goodness gracious. Oh, why is his name slipping my mind now? He used to play for Chicago. And all of a sudden, I can't think of his name for anything. Levine. There we go. Zach Levine. He said that Zach Levine was his, who he thought was the baddest dunker out there. And I can't knock him for the, for the, for the pick because of his age, right? His particular age is going to keep him thinking about a particular kind of athlete, certain kind of athlete, 
certain age group of athlete. But ultimately, I remember Zach Levine of how easily when he jumped, how he glided, how he was gliding through the air. And if that's who he's seen, then I can't knock him for because he wasn't there to experience Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady. He wasn't there to experience Michael Jordan. You understand? Like, he's never seen those guys. Like, this guy is, like, yeah, I think he played one year at college and now he's in the NBA. So you're talking about a guy that's just about 19 years old. We're talking about he's seen dunk. He, he may have remembered dunks as maybe as early as the 2000s, but that's dependent on when he's seen it. He's also seen some very trash dead slam dunk contest. He may he may be lucky to have seen a Nate Robinson of the Worlds um, get a couple of dunk contests, but he would definitely have seen Zach Levine. And and if and if you're talking about from where he had a conscious memory, Zach Levine may have cut through the air as easily or effortlessly as anybody else we are talking about. And when you watch this guy, Hamidou Dalio, jump, he cuts through the ear with similar ease. One of his dunks, very funny, the, the, the final dunk that he had, I thought was kind of Zach Levine-ish. And then he mentioned Zach Levine very, being his, his favorite dunker, or the, or the person that he thought was the baddest dunk of all time that he's seen. Then, I, then, it makes all, then it all comes together and makes sense now. Like I said, the All-Star Weekend this weekend was special. The All-Star Weekend this weekend kept me highly entertained. Like I said, while we I already while the by the time the final round of the dunk contest came around, you already knew who the winner was. You were still intrigued, or at least I was still intrigued to see which one of those two or what kind of dunks these two were going to pull out. Like I said, we're talking about from times now where we've had drones being pulled out for slam dunk contest. We've had we've had cars being pulled out. Have we had a couch yet? I can't remember if we had a couch, but we've jumped over all kinds of individuals. You've seen people jump over Dwight Howard. You've seen Dwight Howard bring out a taller rim. So we've seen the props come out. We've seen we've seen um not droids, but drones. You know, now we've seen somebody dunk over Shaq, Dwayne Wade. We've seen Spud Webb come out there. You understand? So when now, now what? Now a replica of of the of, of the Model T five airplane, whatever the hell that was. I mean, Model T five, maybe a car, but you know what I'm trying to say. Of one of the old school, one of the old school airplanes. So so we're seeing it all. So I was really intrigued to see what these guys were gonna do. We're seeing we're seeing jerseys on the jerseys. We're seeing Larry Johnson jerseys. We're seeing Vince Carter jerseys. We're seeing we're seeing Superman's t-shirts underneath breakaway jerseys. So I was interested not only to see the slam the actual dunks as well but also the show the entire show and that excitement and that energy once again carried directly over into the east and western all-star game where let me remind you where it was team Giannis, where he had stephen curry and b james harden leonard you know versus team lebron who had durant paul george kyrie irvin kemba walker Bradley Beal, Griffin, Leonard, Middleton, D'Angelo Russell, Thompson, you know, you understand? So, actually, that's not even the teams. My apologies. That was just a list. So, but you had the East versus West, or the other side, not the East versus West, but the Team LeBron versus 
Team Giannis. You know, Team LeBron, you see in guys like Kevin Durant, and you, and you have guys like Kawhi Leonard and Clay Thompson. You know, see, guys, a lot of guys that are gonna be free agents, Kimber Walker, <laughs> uh, Team Giannis. You're seeing guys like Stephen Curry and Russell Westbrook, and then you know each team had their had their old school slot. You know, reserved for old school slot that 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 Adam Silver put in there. So we had Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade in this game as well. Once again, this game was entertaining in different parts. You once again, you saw people, you saw exactly who wanted to come out there and get it. And one of the people that went after it early on was Giannis Antetokounmpo. And listen, and Team Giannis was up anywhere between I think was 17 to 27 points at some point in this game. And they look, and for the most part, they look like they were gonna beat this. They were gonna win this game and and, and control this game for the majority of part. They control this game for the majority of the majority of it. You just really thought they were gonna win this game by the way they were playing. As you can tell, things may not have went so smoothly for them. But Giannis Antetokounmpo finished with 38 points. He used to have the most points put up in this game. Now, unfortunately, he wasn't the MVP because you know what? His team didn't win. Team LeBron came back. And a team that has LeBron and Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard, which when they said before the victory even happened, you saw there was a lot of good moments in this game, right? You saw Dirk Nowitzki come into the game and make three straight three-pointers. I'm talking about deep three-pointers. We saw Anthony Davis come into the game, play for five minutes, ball all out, shoot three-pointers, finish at the rim, grab rebounds, you understand? Uh, but once again, you this is a game that we understand that people are not generally going to play a lot of defense. In the very first half of this game we're talking about both sides had over 90 points they had damn near scored 200 freaking points in the in the in the first half of the game this game ended up finishing 178 to 164 90 of those points for both sides maybe 87 for one side but 90 of those points were put up in the first half this game was this game was that high scoring. Now, if I told you that ninety was scored in the first half, then basically another ninety gets you to one eighty. The, the leading score was one seventy eight. They they were that close, and I was still entertained. I was still entertained by every bit of it. We saw Stephen Curry do a bounce pass to Giannis after the Kumpo that caught that ball about fifteen feet in the air and dunked it. Fifteen feet in the air, folks. I can barely jump nine anymore. Damn shame. But 15 feet in the air, Giannis Antetokounmpo goes up. Now, his head wasn't 15 feet in the air, but his hands were. And that's still high as fuck. That was one of the most, that is the most, one of the most memorable dunks of the weekend to go along with the dunks in the slam dunk contest, which the all-star game should supply you with a couple of those memorable dunks. We seen an alley-oop from Dwayne Wade to for LeBron James for old time's sake. But also another memory that happened was during the all was during the practice for the all-star game. Where you seen Dwayne Wade's son come out there and shoot and have a shoot around with his father and his uncle. LeBron James. And in that shoot and in that shoot around you see Dwayne Wade Jr. throwing alley use to his dad. You've seen you've seen Dwayne Wade Jr. throwing all the use to LeBron James. So so you're getting those moments now on on the on the court. Like you you get like there were a lot of good moments in this All Star weekend. Uh, if you watch if you watched 
enough of it or have watched all of it, <laughs> as it sounds like I may have apparently have done. I didn't catch the All-Star game or the Celebrity All-Star game, I should say. So Kevin Durant ends up winning the MVP with 31 points, but also helped charge back this, helped charge this comeback. As Kevin Durant started banging threes and banging threes, Kawhi Leonard came out there and banged a couple of threes, was shooting deep range threes to show that he had range. <laughs> you know, because at this point in time, like you can just shoot threes. I'm talking about there was damn near a hundred three shot by a single team in this game. Like it was that kind of night. Joel Embiid shooting threes. Everybody shooting threes. But ultimately. It ended up being Team LeBron coming away with the victory, 178-164, as he takes his team to victory, and they get all that bonus cachet. Team LeBron. So if free eight, so if the All Star game has passed, then we basically know that free agency has passed. When we come back, we're going to talk about the NBA free agency and the moves that did happen and didn't happen. That and more at the My T Sports podcast on MyTSports.net. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears. Catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. And 
we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. We're still your host, Alan Tuma Taylor. Still listening on MightySports.net, hopefully. I mean, you could listen to TuneIn Radio or Mixalaw.com. But I really want you to listen at MightySports.net. It's really the only place that you really should be listening to. And plus, like, why go anywhere else? It, like, it's, it's like one-stop shopping. Like, you find everything you need. So... Back into the NBA talk, right? It's, it's, it's going to be very NBA heavy because not a lot, not a lot is really happening in sports right now. NFL is taking a break. The, the AF, the AAF has 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 come alive, but once again, nobody really knows who the hell is in that league. And it's very odd that I find them on the NFL neck, which means that the NFL is taking an invested interest in them. And also, we've already heard reports that the University of Miami had to donate like two hundred and fifty million to them because they were already having problems paying players. So, like. We're not gonna talk too much into the AF, but there's a lot of NBA talk. There's gonna be a whole, there's gonna be a whole bunch of NBA talk because the NBA is just kind of where things are popping right now. So, like I said, if the All Star Game has already passed, then that means also that free agency has already come and gone. And if and if free agency have already come and gone, that means the Anthony Davis saga has already come and gone. And Anthony Davis, I told you, played basically five minutes in the All-Star game and then came right out. And part of the reason why he did that is because Anthony Davis is currently at a point where he's not playing for his team right now. Because Anthony Davis did not get traded from his team, even though he would like to get a trade. Now, now, now some of you may be saying, well, listen, you know what, if he wants a trade, then why don't we just go ahead and give him that trade that he's asking for, right? Well, it's not that simple. Well, Anthony Davis is under contract with his current team. And with his current team, it says that, well, you know what? You are not, you are still under contract through next year. Now, let me repeat that to you. Anthony Davis is asking for a trade this year, right? And I'm telling you right now that if he wants to trade this year, and if this is how he's acting, Anthony Davis will not be on this team by the start of next season. Because if you are the New Orleans Pelicans, if you do not get rid of Anthony Davis by the end of this season, then you are basically shooting yourself in the foot. You are not going to get offered anything more than you have already been offered for Anthony Davis, except for the fact that there may actually be somebody in the draft that you may be to action. Instead of just getting somebody's draft pick, there may be somebody in the draft that you can actually physically target and say, we want this guy plus this guy, plus this amount of picks for to give you Anthony Davis, as long as you make sure that you can procure X, Y, Z for us. Now, I've already told you my stand that I think, I think Anthony Davis is basically like, a, like another form of, of, of Christoph Porzingis, you know, just, just a further along in his career, you know, glorified Christoph Porzingis. Like both of them find ways to always be injured, and you always run. And even though they show flashes of greatness at early parts at some point in the season, you always put that what if bug because none of them could ever stay really healthy. So Anthony Davis is still with the Pelicans, and you understand that they if they don't get rid of him, they, they're gonna basically um, diminish his value. So now we have all of this saga about where is Anthony Davis really gonna go? Where is Anthony Davis gonna go to? And they pretty much made it very clear because listen, whether your name is AD or your name is AB. You have made it very clear of what your demands are when it comes to staying with your team and the kind of places that you would like to go to. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out that Antonio Brown video before I get back. When you hear me talking about AB. Because we're going to get to him in a minute. 
So Antonio Davis is, st is still under contract. Not only just through this year, but he's also under contract through next year. So they basically need to move him by the end of this year. And why, why, and then you may wonder, like, if you don't understand how this thing works, you wonder why, wait, why don't they just wait till the end of next year? Because if you, if you wait till the end of next year, then he could just walk. And if you're a team that thinks that he's not going to give you much or he's not going to stay with your team, then why are you going to give up any more assets than you need to for somebody that you know is that, that could even definitely just come come in a half a year and walk into your door? Or he's, or he's going to walk, you know, he's definitely going to walk away from you in half a year. You understand? Like, the longer they wait and the longer they get to the trade, and the closer they get to the next year's trade deadline, then it's going to be the less value that they're going to be able to get for this player. And right now, New Orleans has to be in a position where they're maximizing what they get for this player. And with all of the offers that they had on the table, for all of their offers that, that they had given to them, for everything that was offered to them, something must have been lucrative because the moment the and that line was over and that team still had Antonio, had still had Anthony Davis on their team, their GM was fired after eight years. Gone. So that tells you something, that there was an offer that they thought, you know what, we should have took this, that this would have been lucrative for our team. This, even though we would have been losing Davis, Anthony Davis, this would have helped lessen the blow. This would have helped us get along our way. But you know what? Goodbye to you, sir. I'm glad you came. And they washed their hands of their general manager that quickly because you know what? He fucked up. Yeah, you heard me say it. He fucked up. Because nothing says, hey, you fucked up more than... GM has opportunity to handle superstar player in a certain manner and when the opportunity comes about the it doesn't seem like that you took the best op the best option available and so general manager gets fired by owner yeah you fucked up like you, you were sticking out your chest a little too big. Tomorrow, we're not gonna let ourselves be bullied by the Lakers. We ain't gonna let ourselves be bullied by the Lakers. We ain't gonna just do this because the Lakers said we're gonna do this. We ain't just gonna do this because the Lakers said we ain't gonna do this. Nah, of course not. Nah, stick to your guns. Do what you do, B. Stand firm. Lakers offer you Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, uh, Martavius Cogwell Pope. They offered you somebody else in that mix. I can't remember who the hell it was, but it was four players. And then they offered you first round picks and in next year's draft and first round pick in two years draft from now and a second round pick. And they basically said, here, take it all. And you said, we ain't gonna let Lakers bully us around. We ain't gonna give a full rush shit. We ain't gonna bully Lakers. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, you ain't gonna let the Lakers bully you around. Instead, you gonna let your owner bully you around by telling you, you did this. You just did a piss poor of a job. You should have took the fucking deal. Now you out there looking for work. But I guess that's better for you. Which now brings us to a different factor, which we kind of talked about already. LeBron James may have already come back a little bit too early. You see it already. You see it already, and you should have noticed it the moment that they had that Atlanta game. When LA Lakers was playing against Atlanta, and Atlanta was able to manage that comeback because LeBron James couldn't keep up with Trey Young. Think about that.
LeBron James couldn't keep up with Trey Young. If he can't keep up with Trey Young, he can't keep up with Damian Lillard. He can't keep up with with Stephen Curry. He can't keep up with Russell Westbrook. He can't keep up with James Harden. Maybe Chris Paul. But LeBron James couldn't keep up with Trey Young. Because remember, LeBron James on Trey Young in the past, we said, hey, LeBron is just as athletic as this guy. And because he's six foot nine, 250 pounds, that he is going to negate whatever this guy could think he's going to do because he's just as athletic as this guy, but he's six foot eight, 250 pounds. LeBron James. Like, that's what you guys do. But he couldn't keep up with Trey Young. So LeBron James isn't quite healthy from his groin injury as of yet. And yet he's back. And now you're seeing if the and now you and now we're trying to wonder, okay, is he back? Because it's time for him to get back. He figures, okay, let me get myself back in, in basketball shape as we try to make this last push for the end of the season. And what is the end of the season now entail? Is the end of the season just the end of these first 82 games? Or are they trying to have an extended season by playing in the playoffs? Because if they play in the playoffs, you're talking about possibly going up against Golden State Warriors in the first round. And, and I'm sorry, I told you that there's about any there's any team out there I think that the, that the LA Lakers could possibly beat in a seven game series, but it's not the LA Lake, but it's not the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors are going to embarrass them. And I don't want to hear, oh well, if they win one game, then it's an accomplishment. Most teams that are eight seed only win on an average of about one game when it comes to this round so one game really isn't an accomplishment it's just meeting the status quo but if LeBron James and the LA Lakers don't miss this playoffs it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the offseason how many of these players are actually going to get moved who's going to come to LA who's not going to come to LA who are they going to send away to bring into LA talking about players coaches and managers alike all of that is going to be wondered and listen and it's great because you know what the biggest draw in the world is in probably in probably the biggest basketball market a marquee market in the world and all we're going to do is talk and consume LA 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 and when we're not talking about or consume LA 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 then we're probably going to end up talking about New York which we'll talk about another time because they have themselves in some moves. I mean, inst instead of the New York moves, we could talk about how Marquise Morris is going to Oklahoma City. And even though Morris Marcus is going to Oklahoma City, I feel it's a nice piece. That's only what it really is, is a nice piece. To me, ultimately, it's still not Jimmy Butler going to Oklahoma City or even Tobias Harris. You know, it's not... That's, that's kind of what happens. And I feel like when it comes to Philly, I feel like Philly keeps doing all of the moves that I wanted Oklahoma City to do. I feel like the Philadelphia 76ers are doing all of the necessary moves that I thought that the Oklahoma City Thunder should be doing to make themselves better. Said they get Marquise Morris and it's not Jimmy. And that bothers me. And so talking about trades in the NBA. Yeah, cash how sneaky that Marco Fultz was, kind of, was just kind of just, just traded out there for a first and second round pick. Very sneakily. Very sneak. Very, very sneakily. And I'm wondering like, whoa, first and a second round pick for Marco Fultz? I can understand maybe a second round pick or a first and second round pick for Marco Fultz. 
But I guess you figure he was a first round talent. If I bring him into my system, maybe I can fix him. But like I said, this is not the only NBA isn't the only sport going through their trade talks right now. Right? Trade talks are kind of everywhere. Trade talks are in baseball right now. As we as we still see Manny Machado, as is Manny Machado that that uh, Manny Machado just signed his ten year, three hundred million dollar deal with the Padres, leaving Bruce leaving Bryce Harper still out there to get his deal. Still see talks. I shouldn't say trade talks, but we're talking about but we're talking about money talks and free agency. That's when I say trade talks, we're talking about money talks and player movements. So we see, so we seeing those players finally, finally start to settle down. But there's still players that want to be traded. And in football, we see no none other than Antonio Brown going on a treadmill and talk about, listen, man, like any any team out there that, that wants to win, that I'll come holler at your boy. Like, listen, if if your camaraderie is bad, and I swear to God, I thought he was trying to say a colostopy back. But he said, if your camaraderie is bad, you know what I mean? If you don't win, if the coach is not good, I don't want to be there. I don't want to play there. If you ain't talking about guaranteeing dollars, and no holler. You know what I'm saying? That's what Antonio Brown is talking about. And now you tell me Antonio Brown, we go to San Francisco. Look at what they've already invested in there. But I'm looking at him like, why go to San Francisco? Antonio Brown, to be honest with you, I'm not a Giants fan. But he should go to the New York Giants if he could. He should find a team like that to go cling to. You understand? He should go to Kansas City. I think Antonio Brown should go to. I think Antonio Brown. See, and 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 this would be perfect for him because they're talking about Antonio Brown being already nine years into the league, and they're talking about him basically about to be 31. And the reason why they're talking about that is because they're talking about well, he's already given you his best nine years, and if you think that, then I say the perfect person for him to go sign with is, is with Kansas City, and it. With Kansas City and whatever they have that going on down there, because if there's anybody that, that can that could continue to help mask a decline in Antonio, I'm not saying that he is, but if there's a mask in Antonio, if there's a decline in Antonio Brown, there's no better there's no better person I could think of that has an offensive mind or or, or the offensive gusto to be able to mask that than than what that what um Andy Reid has going on in Kansas City. Go go go! Lich on to those boys. That will get you a championship, and then you know what? You also get an opportunity to play Pittsburgh, hopefully at least once a year, and stick it to them. I'm just saying those revenge games matter. And not only are we talking, about, and then so with that happen, with that move potentially happen, we see moves that actually going to happen. Joe Flacco is, is, is very quickly moved from the Baltimore Ravens, as we saw as Lamar Jackson helped them go what seven and one at the end of their season and, and take him to a playoff game. A playoff game that he was that he was thoroughly embarrassed and beat down in, but it was a playoff game nonetheless that they wouldn't have gotten to if they would have kept Joe Flacco as their quarterback. So now Joe Flacco is no longer the quarterback of, of the of the Baltimore Ravens. He is now the new quarterback of the of the Denver Medicals, which you could automatically assume is gonna leave a whole bunch of other dominoes to be moved in the prospect. You understand, like Denver Broncos. Broncos gonna have to get rid of their quarterback. We're ready that Nick Foles may be going somewhere. So dominoes and pieces are going to have to move. We're gonna see who, if any of these quarterbacks come to New York, of of the New York, of the New York Giants, that is. Any of these quarterbacks come to the New York Giants, or the New York Giants end up drafting one of these young quarterbacks that we're talking about. Who are we talking about? Kyler Murray or who's other this other kid from Ohio State? I should remember his name because if you're talking about somebody that you honestly do want, they say that it should be Ohio State. If you're looking for a flash and a little bit of flair, then they say you should could get this guy. Kyler Kyler Murray. Honestly, I don't know why Kyler Murray's trying to be a football star when he could be a baseball star. I understand that. 
at some point in time you're talking about you may have to do some time in, in the minor leagues and do some of this bus work and some of this and, and some of this mandatory travel work. But listen, if it's somebody like you, I guarantee you won't be more than a year. And then you'll be called up really quick and then you'll be getting paid. There is a and maybe you know a little bit something that we don't know because I got I have a feeling there's a lockout coming in Major League Baseball. So maybe it is a little bit better for you to come to the NFL and see if you can start getting dollars right away, possibly. And see if you can if you can start getting paid within your third year, possibly. Or if you're able to be successful as a 5-10 quarterback, possibly. 5-10. But those are the players that are possibly going to make into the NFL. Those are the players that's currently into the NFL. Odell Beckham's name is once again is talking about one of those names that are possibly going to get traded. I want to leave you at this because, listen, I have no more basketball talk. I have no more football talk, and we are completely out of time. And since we're out of time, I want to tell you that ESPN and, and the UFC have officially started a contract that now we're going to see UFC fights on ESPN, which is great. I feel like we're pretty soon we're going to see some WWE fight um, um, shows on ESPN as well, but that's coming a little bit further down the line. Like, Because I'm going to tell you this. I think that whenever Brock Lesnar fights the UFC champion, whoever that is, if it's Cormier, I think that's going to be aired on ESPN instead of pay-per-view. And then we're going to witness something beautiful happen in combat sports. But speaking of combat sports, I want to leave you with a fight that happened between Cain Velasquez, former heavyweight champion Cain Velasquez, and current champion Francis Niganoa. And in a match that we thought was going to be big, it was going to be brawling. And listen, it, and it was hard-hitting. It, it, it led up. And listen, I'm not going to say it didn't live up to the hype, but what it did do, what it did do is it reminded us that, listen, it's a combat sport, and we all love a good knockout. The whole first round to get some of that power out of him. Much has been made of Velasquez's injuries, but in terms of his body, he's never felt more confident in it. Oh, he got Velasquez's hurt. That's it. And That's Gunner it. closes the show. Oh, my goodness like gracious. has knocked out Cain Velasquez. Wow. Hurt his knee. Busted his knee, guys. Blew his knee out. Oh, my goodness. So Velasquez. Oh, what a fight. One, two, down the middle. Boom! And we see, watch Kane's knee. It just gives out. Ooh! Right there. Just gave out. Just slipped, gave out, and then started eating some huge punches. I mean, that's all it takes. It was the first one, two that did the trick. And then the big, heavy Nganu right here, lifting up. And then the weight, and you see it slide out. The knee pop. That's it. Wow. Hopefully his knee's not too bad. All right, I am here with your winner, the number three ranked heavyweight contender, Francis Ngannou. Obviously, the crowd disappointed here, but there is no shine off of you tonight. Your thoughts on a very quick fight and finish the biggest of your UFC career. Okay. First of all, I want to say thank you for all the people in Phoenix. Thank you for the event. Thank you for ESPN. I want to dedicate this victory to my uh, aunt who passed away on December 6th. Uh, it's been a rough time, 2018. But uh, I want—I promise you, guy, I'm back. And that's the fight. Thank you for listening to the podcast.
I've been your host, Talent Omar Taylor. You've been listening at MightySports.net. Don't forget, you can catch me here every Wednesday here live at 8.07 p.m. Yes, on Hump Day. But if you don't catch the live show, don't forget, you can always catch the re-airs. The shows will be uploaded within 24 hours directly to the website. So as we leave here, don't forget to embrace what you love and stay forever young. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My tea!